0: Welcome to Consciousness Media, the podcast of New Consciousness Review. This is Miriam Knight and Julie Clayton, and we'll be speaking today with Reed Critchfield. He's the author of Finding Your Own Truth, which is all about Reed's personal journey of exploration. Now, Reed has a rather interesting background. He's a graduate of the University of Utah with a master's degree in business administration, and he spent 27 years. In the Army, culminating in his assignment as the commander of an attack helicopter battalion based in Utah. As a longtime member of the LDS, the Mormon faith, his book represents a major departure for the teachings of the church that helped shape his faith and his understanding of God, man, and the universe. We're delighted to have him with us today, so over to Julie. Welcome, Reed.
1: I absolutely appreciate you ladies taking the time to talk to me. I'm I'm just excited to, to be a part of this interview.
2: I have enjoyed your book so much I almost, and read it so thoroughly. I almost feel as though I, I already know you, even though we've never met or spoken before.
1: Well, and I hope that's a good thing.
2: <laughs> it is a good thing. It's a great thing. Um, can you give us the, the brief version of what the book is about?
1: Well... Uh, actually my wife probably coined this phrase that that best capsulizes it. It's a a book about self-discovery. Uh, in terms of, you know, what are, what's our purpose here? What's our function here at this particular point along the timeline in the particular circumstances we find ourselves? You know, I like to think that, that each of us has a reason for being and that That reason for being contributes to the collective uh, destiny, if you will, of mankind and of of the universe. Uh,
2: I think you refer to it at one point as potentially a quest people can. Yeah, I actually
1: would call it a, you know, I think I even call it an egg hunt. (laughs) But, uh, you know, like hunting for an Easter egg, hunting for the truth. uh, Sometimes that the egg or the truth, sit out in the plain open site where you can see them. And sometimes you kind of have to dig down into the tall grass to figure
2: it out. This book that you have written seems to be almost incongruent from where where you've come from and, and what your history sort of reveals, what we typically think of people who are um, in the military and have that, Uh, sort of military mindset can you can you speak to a little bit about that
1: well and I um I come from a background where I'm I'm very much a linear thinker and and I spent I, I would spend a lot of time planning things and it was all you know in the military you know we deal with concrete things I mean we want good battlefield intelligence we want we want to know what the weather is going to be like, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. Right. Uh, we want to know the strength of, you know, of the enemy and those kinds of things. And then to, to move from that particular arena where I spent 27 years to talking about such things as intuition, let's say, or, or reincarnation or, you know, things that are, you know, well, I, I guess i put them in a the new age category in a sense. Although, when you look at something like uh, uh, reincarnation, it's been around and is a predominant part of, of most major religions in the world. Uh, to include uh, up until about 553 A.D., that included Christianity, um, and so it is a, a to me it's a dramatic departure. Um, And it's one that uh, I guess, you know, I use the the personal truth that we learn best what we learn hardest. Mm. And it was kind of, a I took a jolt, you know, to to get me out of my routine, if you will, and start to open my eyes to other possibilities. I hope that makes some sense.
2: It it does make some sense. And especially um, when you read the book, you you actually give a good explanation you give a good background so that readers have a real sense of where you're coming from and how you have come to this book. And I think for me personally, as a reader and reviewer, that's part of what has made it so powerful is that there, you have this lovely, uh, combination of being objective and subjective and being linear and nonlinear. And it all comes together in a way that, um, offers readers something uh, unique in terms of their own journey of of self-discovery. And you say in the preface that, (laughs) I uh, quoted you, it's been a long time coming, but I can honestly say that I'm now comfortable in my own skin. And uh, I think that's a lovely admission. And I think that's important for readers to understand that... um, the things that you are offering, the insights and the inquiry, is something that perhaps can lead readers to that place for themselves. Um, would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think you may have just kind of hit on on what the book is really all about. Is I don't pretend to have the answers, and I tell you that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm sorry.
2: Yes, go ahead.
1: Oh, anyway, I don't pretend I have the answers for every person. Um, but what I what I do try to share is ways for that for the individual to find their own answers. You know, it's not like I, I've solved the mystery of life or anything of that nature.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> oh darn!
1: <laughs> but I feel like I have a better handle on my own life, and and I think through the efforts I went through to get there. I can at least share some of that, uh, some of that guidance, if you will, on how people can find their own path, um, because it's not a one-size-fits-all in terms of how you find peace and happiness. Um, I think that yes, you know, I, I would hope that all of us contribute to the collective good in our own way, but for me to say, well, Reed does it this way, and, and that's the only way. Um, you know that's that's a little bit of an egoistic uh, point of view. If, if I were to take that approach,
2: now you talk about in the beginning too. I thought this was very um, significant. You talk about what you seek is the power to influence people to action. Can you can uh-huh. you say, talk about that a little bit, please? Well, I can
1: talk about it from the perspective of. Again, why why did I bother to write a book? You know, mm-hmm. essentially, you know, I spent years and years compiling information and, and studying and praying and, and trying to to find out, you know, some answers that would help me along my way. I ultimately realized that it, you know it's for each of us, you know, to do that and, and find those things that are, are important to us, and ultimately through the the body or the text of the entire book there would be enough things there that would influence an individual to say okay i think i can go out and i can change the path i'm on i can get closer to where i want to be in order to achieve peace and happiness in my life and so when i talk about influencing someone to action that's what i'm hoping for um and i'm in terms of, of you know, am I going to influence the entire world? I'm just hoping that if if one person gets influenced, they share it with the next person, and they in turn share it again, and and so you know, I guess you could just say it's a grassroots word of mouth type thing. I just don't. Uh, I'm just hoping in that way. And I, honestly, if if I get one person, if I help one person, I'm going to feel good about that. I'm hoping to get people to look at well what's important in the big picture and how do i fit into that
2: in the book you talk to the relevance by offering tools for truth uh, can you say a little bit about what those
1: are absolutely um, and that's kind of an interesting issue i've had to, as i had some reviews done early on i had some people say you know you're 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 covering way too much here it seems like you could make several books out of this one if you you know if you really wanted to you know and and if if my purpose was to try and sell more books that's probably you know a way to look at it but but actually what i was trying to do by including these what i call appendices or tools of truth is to if I'm going to tell you, well, meditation is something that you should try, it can help bring you closer to God, it can help clarify your mind you know, on, on any issue you want to try and, and resolve, I ought to give you something that helps you know what to do to, to properly meditate. I don't claim to be an expert. As a matter of fact, that particular appendix, um, I got permission to reprint from an individual who did some graduate work, of, you know, about meditation. You know, and so I pulled that in. And the same thing with, you know, talking about your physical health. Um, I bring in, you know, material that helps you be able to, to, uh, you know, take better care of your body. You know, again, I'm not a doctor, and I tell you that right up front, but I'm at least pulling information from experts so that you can peruse it and hopefully use it. Does that make sense?
2: Yes, I found that it was actually, I enjoyed the variety of uh, tools that you offer, um, and I enjoyed the self-reflection that they invited for me. I'm wondering how your Mormon upbringing has influenced uh, your writing of this book.
1: A catch-22 in, in the sense of, you know, I, I began to have some doubts about some of, of the teachings of the Mormon religion. And in fact, I tell you right up front that I don't necessarily feel like I'm a mainstream Christian um, because I feel like that there's we've lost sight of the crux of Christ's teaching. You know, for me, the, the one... Christ taught us about relationships. He taught us, and really the the answer was unconditional love. Um, and and not that, you know, I mean, there's definitely the Mormon Church teaches of Christ and, and the message, but I just feel like we've, we've all kind of, yeah, we, we say that and we give it lip service, but we don't really put that kind of thing into action. We don't try to to be loving towards our fellow man as much as I think we need to be in order for us to take charge of our environment and of the conditions under which we're living on earth at this particular point. Um, And so being LDS uh, or Mormon, you know, it kind of, it just got me to to think. And, and, And as I come across ideas that I couldn't quite agree with, at first, because I, I, I so wanted to to have the quote-unquote testimony that, that Mormons strive for, I kind of brushed those in the back of, of my mind and said, I'll get to those later. Right now, I don't want them to detract from what I'm trying to do. Well, ultimately, I just I just couldn't get that testimony, and I had to just say, there's something greater than what I'm getting here. And uh, But I do feel like, who I am today is in large part because of the time I spent as a Mormon. Um, you know, and, and, I, don't, and I, I hope that's a good thing in terms of, you know, ideas of honesty, integrity, hard work, um, you know, love of family, and those kinds of principles and values.
2: There are many scholars uh, currently who believe that we are moving toward uh, a universal religion, a universal spirituality, one that embodies the best of everything.
1: And I would hope that for us. I, I think that's something that will help us tremendously. You know, I mean, a lot of people are thinking that, and, and saying, you know, we are becoming, as a race, as a human race, we are moving more towards spirituality than we have ever, you know, more so than we've ever been.
0: Read, it's Miriam. Do you think that other people in the military are having a similar kind of awakening?
1: Well, that's a good question from the standpoint, uh, on the surface, you know, I'm I'm a little skeptical about that, because, you know, that's how you're bred, you know, uh-huh. to think a certain way and to act a certain way. Although, I will tell you, the individual that I used as, I guess i say as my editor when I started, was a... Fellow uh, military officer, somebody who I'd known over a number of years, and, and the reason I used him though was I felt like he was searching for many of the things I was. So, if he read this and said to me, "Read it," you know I don't understand what you're getting at. It doesn't make sense. You know, then I would I know maybe I was going the wrong way and he actually did help me correct a few uh, few things along the way but by and large he was very supportive um and in fact uh, i guess i could share you know on the hard copy of of my book it it quotes him as one of the reviewers but what he says is uh, you know that i suppose the highest compliment i could pay you is not that i'm better informed or that you have assemble an impressive amount of well-researched information, but rather that I'm a better person for having read the book. Um, and so there is a military person saying, yeah, I, I see what you're talking about, and I can, you know, I can grasp it, and I can uh, relate to it.
0: Well, I can't think of a bigger compliment. So well done, Reed. How has your it, relationship with God changed?
1: Well, primarily it's gonna it's a matter of my understanding of God and, and and I'll explain this in the book. I think I go through this a little bit, but for the longest time I could get down on my knees and I could say a prayer. Um I would even maybe linger, you know, hoping to receive an answer. And you know, sometimes I, I think what we all tend to do is we have a predisposition of well, here's the answer I want or here's the answer I think I need. And so we're looking for that. And meanwhile, the answer may come, you know, from another direction and we either don't catch it or we don't realize that there's the answer. Um, And so I think over time what I've been able to do is understand that I have that predisposition and try and, uh, you know, through, say, meditative techniques or, or something else of that nature, wash that away and try to listen to what the answer really is. And then secondly, you know, uh, uh, the Mormon Church teaches you that that God lives in some distant realm. And I don't believe that. I think God lives right within each of us. And, and so it's much easier to make a connection if you're needing to connect to something that's with, inside your heart, than, at least in my mind's eye, than it is to try and connect something that's an inconceivable distance from you. You've you've
0: actually taken quite a long journey um, in your spiritual explorations. What do you hope that the reader will take away from your book, Reed?
1: Well, it does a couple of things. Number one, I pretty much lay myself out there and, and you can read about it and you can think I'm a fool or you can say well okay you know that worked for Reed um maybe I can do something that'll work for me in other words you know I'm just one person trying to figure you know some things out some things I have figured out some things I'm still working on um and, and by illustrating or giving you personal illustrations I'm hoping that the reader can then say okay um you know, you know, I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to have all the answers right now. I can go get them one at a time. I just need to, you know, keep working on it, keep working on those things that are important to me. And ultimately, those things that help me achieve a degree of peace and harmony and happiness, you know, they, they could be, you know, the same or at least very similar to the ones that help you, but they don't have to be. That's
0: a great answer. Great answer, Reid. And I am so pleased that you were able to share um, so much with us today in, in such a candid way. And I do hope that other people will enjoy finding their own truth by reading your book, Finding Your Own Truth. So thank you again. And if people want to learn more about you, they can check out your blog at pirate six, the numeral six, dash your own truth dot blogspot com, or they can email you at Reed at yahoo dot com. That's R E E D C R I T C H F I E L D at yahoo dot com. This has been Miriam Knight and Julie Clayton from New Consciousness Review at ncreview.com. Won't you join us next time? Goodbye.